What's happening, guys? What's up? What's up? We are on live 110. 110. Just one second, guys. I got to just do one thing. Okay. All right, we're good. All right, so we got we got Torn, we got Harvey Dent, we got B Crumb. Harvey says, "What's up, bro? How's your holidays going? Pretty good, my man. Pretty good. Uh, no complaints, Harvey. I can't believe that Christmas is right around the corner. Um, <laughs> I'm not done shopping. I have to do some last minute shopping, but that's kind of like the usual with me. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> overall, pretty good, man. How about you?" <coughs> Bikram says, uh, hey, what's up? What do you think about Oliver wanting Connor to jump the line to the title shot? Uh, mm. Well, I mean, I like Oliver Bikram a lot as like a person. I mean, I don't know the guy, but he comes off as like super cool, humble. Like I like Charles, but I think that he's, you know, he's thinking about himself in, in that case. Um it, it's it's unfair, <clears throat> you know? It's just, it's flat out unfair that Connor does that. Um, I don't really think he should jump Gaethje. I got to look at the rankings, but um, you also have Islam Makachev. He's like on a nine-fight win streak, a nine or ten. So he should be like right there, you know, close to a title shot. And um, I feel like Connor got to come back and win one more, you know, big fight, you know, in in impressive fashion to, to warrant a title shot again. That's just me though. Um, I don't think Charles is a bad person. I just think Charles is kind of thinking of that payday, you know? So <clears throat> I'm not cool with it. I'm not cool with it. No hate on Connor. You know what I mean? But it's, it's unfair. He shouldn't just hop in and get a title shot. And and if, and if some people believe he does, I would love to hear the argument for that. I'm, I'm really open to, you know, being fair and, and hearing somebody out, but I can't let, you know, um, logically think of like a, like how, how does he just like skip the line and get a title shot like that? <clears throat> Torrance says they really need to make, uh, Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson versus Conor McGregor. I would love that. Agree, Torrin. I think it's a great fight. Um, <clears throat> we get to see where Connor's at. We get to see where Tony's really at. Um, these guys have a history together. They've had like a little beef and back and forth before. And we didn't get to see the match. <clears throat> so it's like better late than never, you know? All right. Um, Torrin says, they, uh, I think Francis leaves the UFC. He has not seemed happy. I say that he has not seemed happy. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't seem to have the greatest relationship with Dana. He feels disrespected. And I mean, I can't blame him like with the whole interim, you know, belt thing. I, I found it kind of disrespectful. It was unnecessary to me. If I recall, Francis was, he wanted to push the, the, um, defending the belt like a month, one more month ahead. Um, he was visiting family, taking a break. And it didn't sound unreasonable, but for some reason the UFC, you know, maybe they got pissed off and they just decided to do it to do an interim belt, which it really doesn't hurt Francis. Like honestly, like all it does is make a bigger fake title fight. You know what I mean? Like who's the real champion? That whole like weird angle that they try to milk. 
Um, <laughs> they hand out interim belts like uh, like hotcakes these days. You know, it's uh, it's it's like a it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Let me see who else. I'm scrolling through comments, guys. I'm gonna try to get a, every single one. <clears throat> I'm trying to control my asthma, not cough in the mic. Francesco's in the room. What's up, big Francesco? What is up, Dave? Who you got in a potential rematch between Lewis and Engano? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I probably would lean towards Francis because I feel like Francis, like, I feel like he improved a little more than Derek Lewis. Lewis is kind of like Derek Lewis, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, if, if I put like a ratio on it, I'll say like, cause you can never count Derek Lewis out. Uh, I probably would say 60, 40 Francis. I mean, against, against Derek Lewis, you know, maybe, maybe closer than that, 55, 45, but I, but I probably will lean towards Francis because I think he got his confidence back and he's going to have a speed advantage over Derek Lewis. And I think Francis is a horse. He could, he could take a few Derek Lewis shots and keep coming. So, you know, Lewis, you know, in Francis is like Lewis is fighting somebody that can match him in the power and match him in the strength and the size and everything. So it's a really, it's a good fight. It's a good fight, but I will lean towards Francis and it's, it's due to like the speed. And I think Francis is like more technical on the feet as well. <clears throat> Eric Gould, what's up, Eric? You think what Engano's former coach says about his ego ego is true? <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's 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 tough to say. Um there's two sides to a story, you know what I mean, bro? Um but looking at Francis, like listening to him in interviews and trying to read his character. Um, I mean, he seems pretty humble to me. He, you know, he seems, he seems confident. He seems like a really strong minded guy. Um, I think you do have to have some kind of ego to make it to the top of the sport. You got to be a little bit narcissistic and have an ego to, to reach the top. That's kind of like with anything, you know, but <clears throat> if, if thinking about the coach and Francis, like who gives me a funnier vibe? Um, I mean, I'm kind of inclined to more believe Francis, but you know, that's just off of like my gut instinct. I don't really know the full story. You know, um, th- there's a saying, you know, um, you know, there's like, there's a uh, two sides to a story in the, in, in the middle, there's the truth. So that's probably more realistic, but I don't know. His coach definitely said some crazy stuff about him. P- pretty much said that Francis, once he got a little bit of fame, he kind of like ditched him and stuff like that. And when Francis was like home homeless and, and he didn't have anything, he really helped him out. He helped him get to the top. And then once he reached a certain point, he kind of just ditched him. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the truth is. <clears throat> All right. Let me just scroll through some of the comments, guys. Let's see. Let's see. Harvey then says, okay, we're going back to Oliveira and Connor. Um, Harvey says, if Oliveira wants Connor to get the next title shot, Connor's going to get the next title shot. He's just going to Dana's, uh, creaming from as we speak. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's kind of how it is with Connor. Connor's a big time cash cow. He does have preference, in my opinion. Um, he does get away with stuff. <clears throat> And if the champ Oliveira wants to fight Connor, 
Um, yeah, yeah. It's very likely that they'll book that fight because it will be a huge fight. I mean, regardless, like whether or not Connor deserves the title shot, I mean, it'll, it'll be a crazy fight. It'll be really big. Who do, who do I think wins that fight? If you ask me like right now, uh, probably, damn, probably Charles Oliveira. I think Charles could, could, he's very dangerous for Connor. Like, I feel like once he gets a hold of Connor and if the fight hits the mat, it's, it's going to be a wrap. If he takes a hold of Connor's back, it's a wrap. Um, <clears throat> I just don't think Connor has the BJJ and the cardio to, uh, to contest Oliveira on the ground like that. Um, I said this a million times. Connor got some pretty sweet Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is underrated, but his problem is like, He's just his conditioning for grappling. That's like his kind of the chink in his armor and the cat, the cat's out of the bag with that. And I feel like people like fighters know, know to exploit that, you know, because it's going to make his stand up less dangerous if you cause him to grapple early on in the fight. So Charles is not a stupid guy. Um, he's a killer standing and he's a killer on the ground. I feel like he could, he could stop Connor standing and he could definitely tap him out. But I would say, like, if it stays on the feet, definitely that's Connor's best bet. Like, it wouldn't shock me one bit if Connor, like, knocks him out or, or lands something crazy, stuns him, and finishes Oliveira. He's very capable of that, like, 100%. But I feel like the odds, for me, my opinion, I feel like the odds are in favor of Oliveira winning. Because, like, he has the momentum. I feel like he's in his prime prime right now. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, had Connor coming back from a broken leg like that, you know, the psychological hurdle, <clears throat> you know, it's like starting from scratch. Like he has to like rebuild his body, um, not his full body, but you know what I mean? Like he can't, he couldn't spar for a while. He couldn't grapple for a while. Couldn't put a lot of weight on that leg. So he's coming in like on a deficit. It's almost like better for Connor to take a, a tune-up fight. You know, considering he had an injury and he's been having like back to back losses like that. So, I mean, I, f I feel like Charles takes that fight right now. <clears throat> Let me scroll through some more comments, guys. I got like a good 20, 15 minutes on here. <clears throat> Torrance says, here goes a little bit on Christmas for, for, for those of you guys who celebrate. I did my shopping earlier this month. Bought me three pairs of shoes and a couple of outfits. <laughs> so you bought for yourself, bro. Nice, nice. Santa came for Torin, and Santa's name was Torin Brown. Let me see. Uh, I think I missed a comment. Uh, Cayman's in the room. What's up, Cayman? I am the boss in the room. What's up, brother? Uh, Francesco, I did see him. Randy. What's going on, Randy? Randy says, just like, thank you, my brother. How you doing, Randy? Francesco asked if I play video games. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I do, bro. I used to be more of a video game addict before. Um, the current video games, more modern that I got into was, uh, Call of Duty. I mean, I, I love Call of Duty. I love Battlefield. Those are like two of the titles that I mostly play. Um, GTA 5. GTA, <laughs> GTA 5 is hella fun. Uh, right now, currently, I have the Oculus Quest 2. <coughs> I got it pretty much for Christmas and I'm playing, um, this game called contractors It's pretty much like call, uh, call of duty and virtual reality. It's pretty cool. Like the weapons you have to, um, 
load like reload them, rack the slides and stuff like that on different firearms or charge them, charge the rifles. Um you know, you have stuff like on your belt, you got extra magazines, you got knives. Like you have to like go through through the motions for real. It's not like a button you press like Call of Duty to reload and do things like that. So it's pretty challenging. It's it's pretty realistic. It's it's very fun. It's addictive. Cool a cool like war Call of Duty simulator VR game, Contractors. And I also play um this boxing game called Thrill of the Fight, which is freaking it's freaking nuts. It's freaking nuts. It's it's about as realistic as a video game could be for boxing. Like you, you really have to box the computer, like for real. You gotta move. You gotta slip punches. You gotta hit it with combinations. You gotta go low. You gotta go high. <clears throat> and there's like settings where you can make your punches harder, or you can let the computer, um, the game decide how hard you're hitting, because it kind of balances it out for matches. And when you let the the PC decide, it's like way more challenging. So you have to like kind of really pick your opponent apart and sometimes you can land like a perfect knockout punch but you know most of the time you just wear them down and stuff like that and let me tell you guys i'm gonna stop ranting on it right now i do like a match or two a day like not not a day but when i feel like playing it'll be like a match or two because you're sweating your your shoulders get burnt out you're throwing like hundreds of punches it's ridiculous like like when I fight the computer, I try to like knock every opponent out. And so far I've knocked out every computer opponent. So it's uh it's a workout for me. I go I go ham on that game. <clears throat> so yeah, right now um that's what I'm playing. Oculus Quest 2. And there's another game called Beat Saber, which is pretty badass. You basically have like lightsabers and you hit these cubes to like, you know, beats and music. Cayman says, uh, you still picking Engano over Gone. Oh, I don't know, Cayman. I'm so torn on this fight, bro. Like you don't even you don't even understand. Like, like I'm I, I might even be leaning towards gone right now. Like it's 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 tough, man. It's tough. Like on one hand, I feel like Francis could make it look easy and just steamroll gone and like knock him out because he's that freaking dangerous. And he's fast himself. But it's like Cyril Gan has so much technique on the feet. He's so fluid. He's so agile. Um, I feel like he has better striking than Ngano as far as like the full package, you know, like kicks, punches, elbows, knees. It's it's a crazy fight. Like, so I mean, if it goes to decision, I don't see Ngano winning. I think Gan will win a decision. Um, his best bet, I think, is to stop um Cyril Gan early. And, uh, but I could easily see Cyril Gan, um, piecing Francis up, you know, avoiding the big shots, being elusive and just working them from the outside and, and scoring. And he may not stop Francis, but I could, I could definitely see like a dominant decision, <clears throat> you know, so I don't know. <clears throat> Beacom says, I don't see Oliveira taking Connor down, maybe clinching him up. Uh, in cage and getting his back like he did Dustin, but I think Connor will win. But Charles proved me wrong before. Yeah, I mean Connor, Connor strong beak from he got pretty decent takedown defense. The only thing that concerns me with Connor is he gets tired, and it's like the more tired you get defending those takedowns, getting underhooks against the cage. You know, Charles doesn't have to get the first one; he just has to get him down probably like once. You know, so if he just spams takedowns. 
And like on his sixth takedown, takedown defense, maybe his seventh, he'll get it. And that may be all she wrote for Connor, but Connor, Connor's proven me wrong. Like Connor's knocked people out. You know, I thought Eddie Alvarez was going to give him a tough fight and he just dusted every Eddie Alvarez. So, you know, both of these guys are dangerous. They could finish each other, you know? Eric says, um, <clears throat> Connor has lost his edge in a stand-up department. I do think Connor was a little bit sharper before. You know, I still think he's super dangerous, though. I think he's very skilled, um, great striking. He still has some of the best striking in the, in the UFC, in my opinion, but um, something's going on. He definitely has lost, like, a little step. You know, I felt like Connor at his very best, he should have beaten Dustin Poirier standing. You know, I feel like Connor's more fluid. I feel like he got a little more pop in his shots than Dustin. Um, at, at his best, at his best. Not like right now, the last fight, but, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I like, I favor Connor stand up over Poirier's, like, at, at both, both of their, like, best. But, yeah, I think, I don't know what's going on with Connor. Maybe it's a lack of focus. I don't want, maybe it's wear and tear getting a little bit older. I know he's young, but everybody ages differently. And, um, and also just Poirier's a bad dude, too. So, you know, Connor lost that fight, you know, um, in part in a, in a big way of uh, Dustin being so just so nasty. Did you guys see the stuff, the news with uh, Uncle Chael? <clears throat> Apparently, um, Uncle Chael got arrested but released in some hotel. And then the initial reports, they made it seem like a lot worse than what it was. And people were just hopping on Uncle Chael. And I was like, oh, man. I kind of came to his defense on um, on Instagram, on social media in general. I'm like, look, guys, because um, what they were reporting was that he assaulted or he battered like a woman. He hit a woman in the mouth and a dude. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like uh, chill sonning at all. Like, I'm sorry. And then I saw John Jones is getting on him on Twitter. And I'm like, of course, of course, that's going to happen because Jones going to he's a little bit bitter you know, concerning chill, they've had like so many back and forths and he's, you know, of course, uh, Jones is going to like put salt in the wound, but John was crapping on him and, and, you know, John was wrong. John was wrong because from the reports I'm reading, what happened was, is this guy was being disrespectful and belligerent to chill son and his wife. And he kept making comments on her, um, he kept doing, uh, making comments on her body, on her chest, on her curves. I'm saying it in a nice way. Um, and I guess Uncle Chell got pissed off and just beat his ass. And I think, I don't know if his girl jumped in, but it was something along those lines. And Brendan Shaw went on his podcast. He said he actually spoke to Chell's son and, and he pretty much confirmed the story. So it was kind of funny. Oh, hold on one sec, guys. Andrew R. Hi there, sir. How you doing? It's first time on your Q&A. What's going on, Andrew? Yes, yes. Nice to see you, my friend. Um, how are you? How are you? How's your holidays? If you celebrate, uh, glad to see you on the live, man. <clears throat> but going back to what I was saying, um, Brendan Schaub confirmed the story. And um, it's just funny, like on the internet, how people just, they'll attack you. It's just like, it's such a common thing without even knowing the facts. People want to point fingers and 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 jump the gun and stuff like that instead of like using critical thinking and thinking like that don't even sound like chel sonnen you know so <clears throat> john jones pretty much looks stupid and you know i'm glad that uh 
that it wasn't what they were initially kind of reporting with Chael. Um, <clears throat> Eric Eric Gould says, according to John McCarthy, Chael is defending his wife's honor. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. That's it. And it's like, you can't fault a man for doing that. You can't fault a man for defending his woman. You can't fault a guy for defending his kids. And you can't fault the guy for defending himself. Like if somebody's like attacking you or you feel threatened, you know, it is what it is. Like if that makes you a bad person because you beat beat some chump up that was, you know, threatening your family or, or, or yourself. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'd rather be labeled bad. <laughs> it is what it is with that. Uh, Brandon, what's up, Brandon? Yo, what's good, man? Sorry, I haven't been around lately. Personal life stuff. That's okay, man. That's okay. Um, I just hope you're good overall, dude. And, uh, glad to see you on here. Um, I got like, uh, you know, roughly 10 minutes on here left. <clears throat> Andrew says, thank you, sir. Doing well. Nice, nice, Andrew. Awesome, man. We were just talking about, uh, before you got in, uh, we were talking about video games. <laughs> I was asked what video games I play. And I said, well, right now I'm playing Oculus Quest 2. I'm playing a boxing game and a, like a Call of Duty type war game called, called Contractors. Beacom says, who do you think Chandler should fight next? I would say Dustin, but I think Dustin is moving up to Walter Wade. Yeah, I think Dustin possibly is, unless if he sits on it more, thinks about it more, and changes his mind. I'm not sure how he would do at Walter Waite. I think, I think he got the frame for Walter. He could pull it off. He could pull it off. Dustin's not a small dude. He walks around like close to 190 pounds. Um, he's got a big torso. If you look at his rib cage and his torso, he's pretty, he's pretty thick. He's a wide guy. So. He may actually have be more effective standing at welterweight with the extra power. So, but as far as Chandler, damn, who should Michael Chandler fight next? That's a good question. Um, what's Benil Dariush doing? I mean, how about Benil? Uh, Andrew says, who is stronger? Do you think John McCarthy or DC? <clears throat> I think functional strength, like if, if we're talking about prime versus prime, Andrew, uh, I'm going to say DC. I'm going to say DC because DC was like a super high level athlete, um, Olympic caliber. And if you look at like old videos and pictures of DC, DC was freaking jacked. Like DC was in, he was in pretty damn good shape. He was a big dude. Like he had muscles and stuff like that in his college days. And I just feel like throwing bodies around and, and, you know, wrestling at a high level, like you develop like a crazy amount of strength. But, um, John McCarthy, um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, enthusiast. I, I believe he's a black belt for a long time. Um, martial artist, martial artist. And I, and I believe Big John, um, judging by his physique, I would say definitely he used to like, um, pro- probably power lift. Like lift some, push some heavy weight. So I don't doubt that John McCarthy was a uh, was a strong ass dude. I'm sure he's like really strong right now. But I would say DC. DC's a tank, man. Kamen says John McCarthy. <laughs> Harvey says Benio's fighting Islam in February. That's right. That's right, man. <clears throat> I would have to look at the the rankings for Channer. Channer may be kind of stuck. Eric says, I still remember when DC threw Hender around like a rag doll. Yeah, that was crazy, man. And the thing is with like Dan Henderson is actually really strong himself for his size. <laughs> but 
we're talking about like two guys that are like roughly equal in wrestling and then one guy stronger. So that's what happens, you know? That's just how it is. Like you can have that's like with anything. You can have two guys that are equal in boxing, but the bigger the bigger and stronger ones usually gonna dominate. Um the same thing with BJJ with anything really. So all things being equal, the bigger and stronger person usually wins. <clears throat> and that was that. It's like DC had the wrestling skill to to pretty much like negate what Dan Henderson would do, like as far as like leverage and throws and stuff like that and technique. And then he's just flat out stronger than Dan. Um, but I remember I remember in that fight, um, DC didn't want none of that stand up. So that says a lot about Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson was a freaking savage. Like his right hand was a was a damn sledgehammer. I'm scrolling through some of the comments. Um Jurek says, um, going back to Connor versus Oliveira, Jurek says, all I see is Connor dropping him in round one, but not finishing him, and Charles sub him round two, three, four, five. <laughs> or don't be surprised if Charles knocks him out. Yeah, Charles could definitely stop him on the feet too, Jurek. I agree with that. We've seen Connor hurt. We've seen Connor hurt, you know. Harvey says, Connor's jab. To fake left to lead uppercut combos nasty is jab to fake left to lead uppercut. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. All right, let's see. Do 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 do. <clears throat> Hold on one sec, guys. I'm just uh, doing something on the live right now. <clears throat> Let me see. Andrew says, how far can Chimaev go? Um, Andrew, for me, for me, man, I think he's possibly champ material. I mean, he's looking amazing if he really is everything that he looks like he is and he dominates, uh, you know, continues to dominate. I want to see him against like another, another top 10 guy. I'm not sure if Jing Lian was a top 10 at the time. He may have been like fringe top 10. But um, I gotta see a little more of Chimaev. But damn, he's looking—he's looking like a monster. And if he's everything he's cracked up to be, the the guy could definitely be a champ. That's what I think. So far, I do think that he's the real deal. Until proven otherwise, you know what I mean. Um, too bad, too bad we didn't get to see him versus um, freaking uh, what's his name? Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. That would have been freaking amazing. Hold on one sec, guys. Got to actually block a spammer. Got some weird people in the world, I'll tell you that. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I'm back, guys. <clears throat> Came and says, strongest MMA fighter is Pudzianowski. He was five times world's strongest man. No one beat that record. Damn, uh... Pudzianowski still has that record five times, huh? Yeah, he was a beast. Um, I used to watch his uh, competitions. I used to watch the World's Strongest Man in general. And the crazy thing about um, Marius Pudzianowski is that he kind of broke barriers of, you know, strongmen not being, like, ripped and big like a bodybuilder. Like, because most of those dudes were, like, some people call them fat. Like, they weren't fat. <laughs> they were just really freaking big. Um, 
But, you know, they did carry a lot of body fat as well. They weren't like cut and lean and ripped. They would just like get as big as they can to be as strong as they can. And Marius kind of like, you know, he kind of dispelled that. He showed that you can have the conditioning. You can have some size to you. You don't have to have so much body fat mass and you can still like be freaking crazy strong, you know, strongest in the world. So he's an absolute legend. And I remember when Marius transitioned to MMA and people were making fun of him, you know, they were like, uh, you know, just negativity and negativity online. And he, you know, he was losing his first fights. He fought Tim Sylvia. He was very green. <clears throat> and Tim so Tim Sylvia like abused him pretty much. If I'm not mistaken, it was Tim Sylvia. <clears throat> but Podzianowski progressed. He kept going, and he's a legitimate freaking MMA fighter. I mean, he's not top top level, but um, he's a legitimate martial artist and mixed martial arts fighter at this point. It's like he's had a bunch of fights already. So props to Marius Podzianowski. You know, he he definitely got my respect big time, and I was a fan of him already. We got Joker, the Joker in the room. If Lewis doesn't fight Stipe next, I think he should fight Volkov in a rematch. It's been over three years since their first fight. Damn, it's been over three years, dude. That's in, that's incredible. The way time flies. Um, that was crazy. Yeah, if I remember, I want to say that Volkov was piecing him up, right, Joker? Like in that fight. And then Lewis, I, I think it was the last round. And I don't know how much was left on the clock, but Lewis catches him with some big punch out of nowhere. And he freaking beats him, but Lewis was losing that fight. <clears throat> and the thing is with Volkov is that he actually put some size on now. So he's probably more dangerous for Derek Lewis. Um, his legs got bigger. He just got like a little bit bigger overall. So that's not a bad, that's not a bad match at all. Volkov and Derek Lewis rematch. Heck yeah, man. Bikram, who you have winning Chandler versus Poirier? I think. I think is Michael uses wrestling. He can definitely win because Dustin take down offense is not the greatest. <clears throat> Joker says, yeah, last 10 seconds. Yes, yes, bro. Like, I, yeah, it was something like that. I was watching it with my girlfriend and, and <clears throat> we were thinking, oh, Derek Lewis lost. And he just, boom, just catches him with a big punch and just follows up and hits him a couple of more times on the ground. If I remember and we just both jumped up like, holy shit. Like, that was freaking crazy. That was a nutty knockout. <clears throat> but uh, Bikram, going back to uh, what you said, um, Chandler, Chandler's, he's very difficult to deal with. I mean, he's super conditioned. He's super strong for the division. If he fights intelligently, he probably could beat <laughs> pretty much everybody in, in the division. He has the tools to do so. He could definitely stop Poirier with strikes. He's that powerful. Um, and his conditioning is like off the charts. He's very strong. If he decides to to wrestle and grapple with Poirier and just keep working at him, I, I agree with you. I think he could take Dustin down, and I don't think he has the BJJ to uh, tap out Chandler like that. Um, he may catch him in something like a guillotine choke. You never know, but I think Chandler would control him and pretty much beat on him. Um but if it stays on the feet, Poirier got really clean. I like his striking is so clean. He's so seasoned. He knows how to remain calm. But, you know, we kind of saw a chink in the armor 
Oliveira exposed something, the, the pressure. Like if you pressure Dustin Poirier and you could take his shots, um, he looks like, he looks like he can start wilting. And I don't, I don't say that dis- in a disrespectful manner. It's just kind of like what I, what I saw. Um, Charles pretty much broke him. That, that, that's what I think happened. Charles, that pressure in his face pretty much mentally broke Dustin Poirier, which, um, which goes in, in sync and in line with your cardio. Cause if you're losing like the mental battle and you're feeling like defeated and you're on constant defense, it affects your cardio, you know? <clears throat> Uh, Randy, hello, hello, Slam Podcast. How are things? Everything's good, Randy. I got no complaints, man. Just working and um, seeing my family when I can. Trying to make the most of life, man. You know, um, life is short. You know, that's such a cliche saying, but it's very true. You know, my birthday's coming up in January, and uh, I'm turning into an old man, guys. Little by little, I never thought I reached the age that I'm reaching. I'm, I'm really being sincere about that. Um, it's a crazy number and, um, yeah, but I'm just grateful to be here. And like I said, I'm just making the most out of life and, and that's it, man. I got no complaints, you know, I hope you're doing well, Randy. Cayman says, um, Poirier's boxing is deaf better than Chandler's. Oh, for sure. For sure. Chandler's like, he's a little bit looser. He's a little bit more unorthodox. Um, he doesn't have the cleanest boxing, but he's effective at what he does. I mean, he got a sledgehammer, so he's explosive. He's fast. If he hits you, you're going to be freaking hurt. Kind of like Woodley. Kind of like freaking Woodley. Woodley doesn't have the cleanest boxing, but he was effective in MMA because he was explosive. You know, he could throw strikes fast and just explode on you. And if he hits you, you're going to be freaking jacked up. Randy says, an old man or a wise man? (laughs) I I don't know, man. Hopefully wise. Hopefully wise. I feel great, man. I don't feel any different than when I was like 20 years old. You know, like I really mean that. Like, so physically I feel the same. I still work out all the time. I, I don't notice a difference in anything in speed. And, you know, I'm not any weaker. Like, so that that's pretty cool. Um, Torrance says, who stand up is better, Dustin P or Max Holloway? <clears throat> Damn, that's a great question. Um, even though Dustin beat Max, you know, who knows how to rematch would go? I think those guys are pretty even standing. You know, I, I feel like Max is a little bit smoother to me, a little bit slicker. He got a little bit more like pizzazz in his style, you know, a little bit of slickness to it. Um, Poirier is clean. He's like, Poirier looks like a boxer boxer to me in the MMA cage. So, but so does Max. Max is freaking good, man. I don't know. I mean, for me, Torn, I think it's like 50-50, man. I think, I think they're both probably like equally skilled, you know, um, with, with the hands at least, but that's just my opinion. Kamen says, how could Willie become more of a meme than Askren? Oh my God, bro. Willie, I mean, it's embarrassing. You know, Willie kind of like shamed himself, um, really more so his own doing because he talks so much. You know, he talks so damn much of what he's going to do, this and that, yada, yada. And he just, he didn't deliver for two fights. And I still believe Willie has, he has it in him to knock Jake Paul out. I do believe he could beat him, but 
You know, it's like the way they joke and call him the frozen one. I mean, it's true. He he, he kind of like freezes up for some reason. And he, you know, he doesn't have that killer instinct at this point. And he got caught. And I'll wrap up on this because um, I got a few things I got to do. Um, he got caught with that big punch based off of just poor boxing technique and bad habits. And I talked about it um, right after the fight. Matter of fact, that was like. I believe I posted this during the fight. You know, Willie was doing like this low parry, like how you would parry and swat off a kick. And he was, he was, he was doing like MMA habits in a boxing ring and he was leaving his freaking head exposed. And I saw him doing that so many times. Like Jake, Jake would jab to the body and then Willie would do like this swat parry, like how you would block a kick or, or, you know, swat a kick away or you will hook the kick you know, with your hand and then maybe like land like a right hand or something like that. But it's not, it's not mixed martial arts and that's not a kick that you're, that you're parrying. It's a punch. So Jake Paul, I mean, he's already trained boxing for years. You know, he's been around like a lot of talent and boxing coaches and they, you know, they teach you stuff. They teach you like tells, they teach you what to look for. They teach you about setups and traps. And, um, If I saw that as a spectator, Jake Paul definitely saw that in the ring and, and he, he exploited that. He just, he just kept going low, kept going low. He faked going low and then Willie dropped his hands to do like that low parry and he just came over the top of the right hand and just completely put his lights out. And it was kind of scary the way Willie went down. He went down face first. He was completely out. I was like, holy crap, man. You know, I was like, when that happened, I was like, damn, T-Wood, like, like, damn it. Like, what did you do? But I will say this about Tyron Woolley. <clears throat> and I'll close with this, guys. Um, And I did put up a video on this today. So I like what Tyron Woolley's doing. He's he's owning the embar- embarrassing moment. He's, he's, um turning a negative into a positive. So he had like this contest where you do like the funniest meme and he's going to give you $5,000. He cash apps somebody $5,000 who made like a funny freaking meme and like respect, respect to Tyron Woolley for that. I feel like, I feel like he got ahead of things, you know, how can you make fun of somebody who makes fun of themselves? And there's like, there's like a cool lesson to learn there. Like you shouldn't take life so serious. Don't take yourself too serious because if you do, when people make fun of you or, or, or you stumble, it's like a bigger deal. You know, don't make a bigger deal of things. So he got knocked out. Anybody would have gotten knocked out by that punch. So, and that's just a fact. So props to T-Wood for, for doing some good in the world. It's it's nearing Christmas time. Somebody got $5,000 for a freaking meme. That's pretty cool. And I saw DC didn't agree with it. DC was like, you know, pretty much saying it's embarrassing. He would make fun of himself. And I'm like, I don't think it is. I think, I mean, what are you going to do? Like crawl into a hole and die and hide? Like, you know, jump off a bridge because you got knocked out by a former YouTuber. Like, who cares? Like this dude, he trains boxing. He's a big kid. He hits really hard. And uh show me a person who could take that punch and stay, stay awake. I mean, that was a crazy freaking punch. And he was not a boxer. So, but I did think he was going to beat Jake Paul. I'm just being honest. Um, Props to Jake Paul. Anyway, guys, um, 
I'm going to get off for now. It's uh, been about 45 minutes. So I want to thank you guys for hopping on the live. Um, I definitely will keep trying to hop on more lives if you guys enjoy them. And we could talk about mixed martial arts. We could talk about anything, really. So I um, really appreciate you guys. My mind is kind of blown. The channel, although really small compared to other channels, it's at like over 4,100. Reaching 5,000 is actually becoming a reality, which is crazy to me. I started the channel like in 2016. I, I didn't really upload videos to like mm, probably 2019, I think. I'm not sure about that, but um, being more consistent with content was right, right around that time. And um, awesome freaking growth. And um, it's really because of uh, just the support, you know, the the support putting the channel like on the map as far as like the algorithm and, uh, you know, the likes, the comments, the shares and stuff like that and the interaction that's really helped. So I'm really appreciative, guys. You guys are the best for that. And I don't know where things are going, but, um, you know, I don't know. I'm just enjoying the ride. Let's see what happens. But everybody, Merry Christmas if you celebrate blessings guys i'm sure i will be back on i'm not trying to offend i know everybody doesn't celebrate but blessings anyway all right guys have a great night have a great great day later guys